the value of something. I, I'm a, not in a big way, but I'm sort of a horse trader in a small way. You guys know what that is, horse trader? No, I don't trade horses. You're going, you really? I never do that. I guess maybe it's a southern thing. Uh, horse trader is somebody that like to buy and sell stuff, right? I like to do that every once in a while. You know, if I can, you know, pick up something for set price and then sell it for a few, make a few bucks along the way, you know, uh, every once in a while. My brother-in-law once said, I'll never buy anything from you or from my other brother-in-law because you guys, I'm like, I was like, what? We're not going to take advantage of you, but you'll get a good deal. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's like, um, but a few, are you guys doing okay? A few, um, probably a year ago, maybe. I don't know why we went to Spokane for something. Oh, it was, it's been a few years ago. It was Ethan's 18th birthday. Man, you're getting old. Um, so it was three years ago. Three years ago, we went to the Spokane area, uh, get away for a few days for our son's birthday. And we did one of our favorite things, other than getting coffee. Uh, we went to we went to thrift stores all over Spokane. So weird, I don't know. We enjoy doing that. I like books. I can find books there. We like other things. So we did this. Um, I, I bought a book in one for a dollar, and then I sold it for sixty. So it was a good deal. Um, so uh, we we were bouncing around to thrift stores, and we walk in a thrift store, and we Ethan and I are sort of walking together, and you know we sort of go in. But we're walking together, and we're heading back, and uh, I, see a, I see a picture up on the wall, and uh, it, it's high up. I, I couldn't reach up and touch it where they had it up on a shelf, but I thought, it's in here. It's up there. It's probably for sale, and I thought, man, it may just be made to look like, but I'm pretty sure that's like a Thomas Kincaid painting, and so I told Ethan, hey, come here. Get that stool, drag it over here. Stand up there and pull that down for me. <laughs> and so he did. And uh, sure enough, it was. And on the back, it had an envelope stapled to it. It had like certificates of authenticity. It, it, yeah, really. It had, a, it had a Polaroid in there with the painting there and the, uh, and the apprentice and Thomas Kincaid in the picture with the painting right there. It was all in a neat little folder. The true story. And it had a price tag on it for $24.99. So I thought, ah, you know what? I'll, I guess I'll buy that. So now it was nicked. On, the frame was pretty nicked up, and there was a little nick in the painting, but I bought it. And um, so it sat in our house for quite a while. I told my wife when I bought home, I want to sell it. And she's like, okay. So, uh, but if you were in our, if you've ever been in our home, you probably saw it above our fireplace time or two or three or four, depending on when and where, however. But anyway, so I decided, you know what, we're getting rid of stuff. The boys moved, got their own place, got stuff. Let's just keep getting rid of stuff. We weren't getting rid of our boys. Don't read into that. We were, we were getting rid of stuff, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw that thing on Craigslist again, see what happens, or offer up or whatever. So I sold it to the guy, to a, a guy. And so um, a guy bought it for $380, and so... Um, <laughs> you guys are like, we won't buy anything from you. 
Um, and so, now, if it would have been sitting on the shelf in that store for $380, I would not have bought it. You understand? Now, you may look at that picture that I sold, and you may look and go, I wouldn't give you $380 for that. But you know what? It doesn't matter, does it? Who determines the value? Who? The buyer. That man determined $380 was the value. And you know what? He was thrilled with his deal because I had it listed for $450. Okay? Now, I hope that didn't, like, bother any of you. Some of you are thinking, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I ever did that. But <laughs> welcome to America, okay? Um, <laughs> sorry. Brother John started out. We were talking about this today, capitalism. But the value was determined by the buyer. We understand that, right? You ever had somebody show you something and you say, what would you pay for that? And they tell you, you're like, oh, my goodness, I would have never paid that for that. Anybody ever had that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you bought something and somebody told you, I would never pay that for that. Yeah, okay. It's, we, don't worry, we're not. Um, the value is determined by the buyer. And you and I understand that the Lord bought us. You understand that? Paul said, what? Do you not know that you have been bought with a price? You were purchased with a price. What was the price? Because the price determines your value. Your value is determined by what the buyer pays, not by what you think it's worth. Your value is not determined by what you determine your worth because I made this mistake. I failed. God gave me a chance, but I made a mess of it. Now I'm just back hoping he'll accept me in some way. I'll just, maybe I can just be his servant. That's what the prodigal said, right? I, I made a mistake. I failed. I squandered all of my father's substance, and I'm just going to go back to my father's house, and maybe he'll just make me a hired servant. He had devalued himself. But when he came back, the father saw him, and the scripture says the father ran to him, fell on his neck, and kissed him. And he went into his, Father, I have sinned before you and before God. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And the father didn't even respond to him. And he said, hey, servant, the one year he's trying to be, servant, go get my robe. Go get my ring. Go get a fatted calf. Bring it. Wrap it around him. Put it on his finger. Kill the fatted calf. This my son. He had diminished his own value because of wrong choices, because he made mistakes. Yes, he failed. Yes, he fell. Yes, he violated the will of the Father. Yes, he made mistakes. Yes, he gave into the world. Yes, all of those things are true. But the Father still said when he saw him, This, my son, was lost, but now he's found. The value didn't change to the Father. Someone, please, I pray in the Holy Ghost, here tonight, your value has not diminished to God. Pray with me right now. 
In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every lie of the adversary. I take authority over every lie of the adversary. I pray a revelation and understanding of the value you have placed on every single soul. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The scripture says he has purchased us with his own blood. There's the price. There's the price he was willing to pay. He purchased you and me with his own blood. That determines your value. Jesus determined. They. You. Would you take your hand and just put it right there? Do it just like that, please. Jesus decided that you were worth his blood. That was the price he put on your life. And the adversary says, you failed, you're worthless. The adversary says, you've made so many mistakes. Jesus doesn't see value in you anymore. It's a lie. From the pit of hell. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You. You know what I really want to do? I'm not going to do it. But I really want to go around to every single one of you. Every one of you, Sister Tisha, you are of great value. Great value. You're of great value. Patrick, you're of great value. Not some value. Great value. Lord, open our eyes to see. Open our spirit to see. Let every lie that the adversary has continually bombarded minds with be stripped away. And let the precious blood of Jesus be released afresh in this room, flowing over every heart and every life. In the name of Jesus, we're not of great value because of what we've done. We understand that. But because you determined if we would allow you to purchase us and would put our life in your hands, to you we are of great value. To you we are of great value. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know that book I bought for a dollar and I sold for 60? 
it was an old 1960-something uh, hardback. It was about that big. Dake's Annotated Bible. Don't worry if you don't know what that is. You can go look it up online. You can buy one online for 60 to 80 bucks. Um, the person who bought it from me, they had plans for it. They had plans for it. I had plans when I bought it. I bought it for a dollar. I didn't buy it to resell. I thought, let's check this out. I tried using it several different times. It just wasn't working for me. I'm like, I'm going to sell it. And so the person that bought it let me to know what they were going to do is they had their own business and they, they like rebound books like this. Like I had, this is a 20 something year old Bible. Some of you know the story. I had it rebound. So I sent it off to a guy and he took it all the way down to the spine and put a new cover on it. Nice leather. And so it was a value to me. So uh, my family did that for me for Father's Day a year ago. But this guy was going to do that to that Dake's annotated Bible. He was going to take it, take off that the hard cover that it came from the store with, and he was going to put a really nice lambskin or some type of leather cover on it. Read it, and then he was going to sell it for two fifty to three hundred dollars. See the picture? He had plans for it once he got it. And so the value to him wasn't in what it looked like when he got it. The value to him was what it was going to look like when he was done. I didn't ascribe much value. Why? Because I couldn't have done with it what he was going to do with it. And you know what? This is why you and I oftentimes believe the lies of the adversary. We don't know how we could ever make our life be of value. And guess what? We can't. But if we put our life into the hands of the one that purchased us, he has plans for each and every one of us. And he says, when I'm done, I will not have overpaid. When I'm done. It will be worth the price I paid for you because I know the plans I have for you to bring you to an expectant end. And so we just see ourselves as we are. But he sees us as we will be when he fills us with his spirit, when he begins to mold and make us and fashion us in his image. And when he begins to use us for his purposes and his glory and he gets glorified through our lives, he says, it was worth every drop. It was worth every drop. This is what I saw in the beginning. This is what I knew when I purchased them. I had plans they couldn't see. They didn't know their value. But I knew if they would allow me to work through their lives. That guy that bought that Thomas Kincaid picture. You know, I'm always interested when people are buying stuff from me. You guys think I don't sell stuff all the time. Well, lots of time. My wife says, well, I usually do have something I'm selling probably. Just a hobby. Um, we got in a conversation when he bought the painting. And uh, I was wondering what gave him value in it. 
He said, he said, my wife and I have several. And he said, this one's very unique. It's not like one we have. And we thought it would be a nice one to add to our collection. Oh, good. Had more value to him. It's really the way it is with the Lord. It really is the way it is with the Lord. Amen. God, thank you for purchasing each and every one of us that would allow you to do so with your own blood. Thank you, Lord. I pray right upon the fleshy tables of our heart. Open our understanding, not some arrogance in ourselves. We know that's not what you're saying, but you have ascribed great value to each and every individual in this room. You have ascribed great value to every individual in this room. Those are not just words, it's your word. It's your word. You said we are of more value than many sparrows. I pray an understanding in the spirit that every stronghold of the adversary in the mind would be broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Why don't we stand together and talk to him? I feel the Holy Ghost delivering some people right now. Your minds have been held in this trap where the adversary has been bombarding you and beating you up and trying to get you to prove your value to the world through the world system, which really has no value. Satan doesn't value you. That's a lie. He's only going to make you think you're valued so he can lure you, destroy you, and then when he's done with you, he's going to kick you to the curb. But the Lord Jesus says, if we'll come to him and let him purchase us and be pliable in his hand, what he intends to do with us, only he can do. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, wash over the mind. By your spirit and by your word, wash over the mind. Come on, talk to the Lord. Let the Lord talk to you. Let ministry flow here this evening. Come on, let ministry flow. you away. He'll love you unconditionally. 
name come on we should be reaching or we should be ministering in Jesus name name. Come on, you're a value to him. It's not just a cliche or something he's sending your way. The Lord is here tonight wanting you to know. Wanting you to know. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, come on, let the Holy Ghost work in your heart and mind right now. Let the blood of Jesus, there are strongholds in minds that are being broken by the Spirit of God as you receive the love that God has for you, as you receive the blood that he shed for you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yaramandeye ki arama shororoboko ye ay. Yarabashitoloboko reyi aramando losaye kitai. Nelorori arabashe ororobokori arabashe tolobokoye. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yarabashi tolobokoye. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Sometimes you... Sometimes you just have to say, when those thoughts come, that question your worth to God, you just have to say, devil, you are a liar. You're a liar. And I remind him, you're under my feet. You're under my feet. Amen. You can be seated. I told you we might go a couple different ways. I promise you the next way probably won't be as long as the first way. It's only 740, so you're okay. In Jesus' name. I had someone kindly... I was going to say rebuke me, but that they weren't rebuking me, but the Lord was. They were very kind and gracious and careful. And But they, they said to me, they said, Elder, on Sunday, seems like I heard you say or worry about what time it was more than normal. I said, yeah. I said, you know. We're not worried about the time. Now, they may not have been speaking for all of you. But it was all I needed to hear. And uh, they said, you know, we were having two services and people were coming to both. So I said, okay. So he got, oh, no, is he really going to like stretch it across two services and one now? No, I don't think so. Um. But that kept turning in my spirit, and the Lord spoke to me about. They made this statement. They said, we're going to listen as long as it's going. And now, I understand, my goal is not to ramble and see how long we can go. You understand that? Um, but it spoke to me of hunger. Sometimes we just lose hunger. There's no hunger anymore. Like, yeah, you know, 30 minutes, I'm good. I think that, right? I'm good. I got my cheeseburger and fries and Coke. That had tied me. I can get something to eat later. I'm good. Help me, Lord, to be hungry. I, um, quickly, though. I sent a message out earlier this week about the Lord answering prayer. Aren't you thankful He answers prayer? He is a prayer answering God. And I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I should have asked them ahead of time if I could have them share or not. I'm getting to look like maybe not. So, can I tell? Can I share the story, Sister Senior? Yes. Or do you want to share it? Okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, 
for a few months, we've been agreeing in prayer. And I got a text from Sister Yesenia Sunday night, um, that evening following service. And she said they, her and Brother Abel got home. And uh, that evening they were just going through some scriptures together in the Word of God. And if I get this wrong, go set me straight, okay? Um, and Brother Abel asked some questions about the Holy Ghost. And so Sister Yesenia has been praying. We've been praying for the Lord to just baptize him with the Holy Ghost. And so she just asked him, do you want the Holy Ghost? Do you want to receive the Holy Ghost? And Brother Abel said, yes. Well, that was music to her ears. And so I think she probably knew the answer before she asked. But he said yes. And so Sister Yesenia there, they were kneeling on the floor in their bedroom. She reached over and just began to pray with her husband, Brother Abel. And right there in the living room, she said in her text, I have it saved. I watched my husband receive the Holy Ghost. How beautiful is that? That she's sitting on the floor in her bedroom, reached over and prayed her husband right into God filled it with the Holy Ghost right there. Isn't that beautiful? I don't know what it does for you. It does something for me. I rejoice. That's an answer to prayer. That's an answer to prayer. That's an answer to prayer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I, I had. It was interesting. I'm not, I'm not going to go into deep detail on some of this stuff, but I, I just want you to know. God. Answers prayer. I had. You guys, some of you know this about me. A, a few a few months ago, maybe three or four months ago. I. Um, the Lord dealt with me in a very unique way. About some individuals in the body. And uh, and one in particular. And I thought, man, that's interesting. And I, I know this. I know this individual well enough to know that what the Lord dealt with, and I, and I couldn't. Sometimes the Lord will deal with me about something when I'm praying for one of you, and I can't explain why. I don't always understand why. Um, maybe I'm telling you that so you know it's okay if you're praying for somebody and you feel a certain way, but you don't know why. You don't have to know why. You just trust God and you pray and you leave it in the hands of the Lord. And so I, I wasn't sure, and so I was checking my own motive and seeing where I was at in there. But, and so I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to them. I'm just going to say something. I'm just going to talk to them and express uh, what I'm feeling and what, I'd like to, what I feel like I'd like to see. I'm just going to express it to them. And I know them. I know their spirit. And their spirit, if I would have spoke to them and said, hey, I'd like you to consider this, and they would have been, okay, yes, absolutely. No question, no. Um, but I don't take that lightly. And so I never had a release to say anything. I waited on the Lord, I, but I never had a release to say anything because I couldn't necessarily explain why I was feeling what I was feeling. And, wanted. and so... 
when I don't have a release, what I do is I go back to a place of prayer and I keep talking to the Lord about it. And I knew what, what was being addressed, what I was wanting to address while it was visible in the natural, I knew it had spiritual implications. And I didn't understand the spiritual implications. But I just knew if the Lord was dealing with me about it, because if the Lord starts dealing with me about something in the natural with someone, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Right? I knew there's some spiritual implication here. And so I just went back to a place of prayer. Periodically. And so the very thing a couple of weeks ago changed in this individual's life. I made a statement to him at the time about it. A little lightheartedly smiling. Left it at that. A couple weeks later, I pulled him aside. I said, okay, i got to ask you a question. Like, yeah. I said, so i got to know why this changed. Right? I mean, I was, I was believing in prayer, but I, wa- I wanted to know what was behind it with them, right? I was wanting a little understanding, of, and, and they shared with me just briefly, and then I, and wouldn't you know, they were, what they shared is they said that we were listening to ministry one day, and they couldn't even remember the word that was said, but they said when, he, they said when it happened, one looked at the other and said, I've got to change this. And they knew. And when I heard that, and then I shared with them more detail than what I just shared with you, but I told them how the Lord had been dealing with me with this area. And it was spiritually connected. It became a witness to them. It was an answer to prayer for me. And I can't tell you the significant burden that was lifted in my spirit as a result of it. And I don't even understand all that. I don't even, I, I just knew it for their life it was that critical. But God, I got a message from some. I, I love it when you guys send me messages that are like where God answered prayer. That's really cool. I, I don't mind if you send messages asking for prayer either, but I, I, I like it when you. Um, I got a message from someone that said, man, we've been praying this for years. And that was true. And just a simple act spoke to them that prayer had been answered. A simple act. Now hear me. You know the story in Scripture, I'm almost done. You know the story in Scripture where the prophet Elijah called fire down from heaven? And then he, it still hadn't rained, right? And so then he went to a place of prayer. James 5 tells us, that's where we read James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed that it might not rain. It didn't rain for a space of three years. He prayed again, and it rained, right? So this was after that time. He was going to pray for rain. 
And Elijah went to a place of prayer. The Bible tells us that he knelt down and put his head between his knees. So he would have been, you got the picture there. And he cried out to the Lord and he sent his servant to go look over the sea. And the servant did that, came back seven seven times. The first six times he saw nothing. He said, tell me when you see something. The seventh time when he came back, he said, I see a cloud. It's about the size of a man's hand. Right? Some of you heard that story. It's in there. He said, it's about the size of a man's hand. Elijah got up from prayer. He said, run and tell the king, Ahab, that he better, he better saddle up the chariots and get ready to go because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Hold on a minute. You see a cloud the size of a man's hand. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. And that cloud the size of a man's hand sounds like an abundance of rain. See, we look in the natural too much. Hear me. Sometimes when you're praying for a thing and you continue to pray for a thing, you may just get a small indicator. You know what? When I get small indicators... Celebrate. Praise God, He's moving. He's working. It's changing something, stirring. It's happening. Oh, they don't know it yet, but it's happening. They don't recognize. Oh, but I know now because I saw just enough. Somebody, that's what Brother Shelton said. Somebody catching what I'm putting down. I don't know why that thought came into my mind. Picking up what I'm putting down. Right? No, are, are you laying hold on this? I don't, the Lord is wanting somebody to have faith tonight. And Elijah just saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. He didn't need to see anymore. He didn't pray anymore. I'm not telling you have to stop praying, but I'm just telling you. He saw an indicator, and the indicator was all he needed to declare in faith. I want to tell somebody, if you've been praying for something, and you're like, I just can't tell for sure, but I saw some. And I've heard people make this statement. I'm going I'm to take this statement from you right now. I don't want you to ever say it again, okay? Maybe you said it. Don't raise your hand. Well, I just don't want to, what? Get my hopes up. Anybody ever, anybody ever said that? Okay, that is a no faith statement. What comes out of your mouth matters. That is a no faith statement. Well, I just don't want to get my hopes up. What's wrong with getting your hopes up? Is there something wrong with having hope? You rather not have hope? Who said you shouldn't get your hopes up? I hear some of you right now. You're going, well, I don't want to get them up so that they fall down again. I hear you. I hear you. That's human nature. Stop giving in to human nature. Get your hopes up. Have faith in God. I see a cloud. It's the size of a man's hand. It's going to rain. You're crazy. I know it, but God. <laughs> you really believe just because. I do believe. 
How? Because God. Yeah, but, oh, you don't believe? Okay, I believe. We have to choose. We have to choose. This isn't mind over matter. This is putting faith in God. What are you speaking with your mouth? What have you prayed for? But you haven't only, you've only seen an indicator. I rejoice over indicators. I rejoice over small things. I used to not do that. But I'm trying to help us. I'm going to rejoice in a small thing. If it indicators. I, somebody stand with me so you'll have hope. Um, I, I've had people come and tell me something. And they'll be like, ah, oh, just, you know. And sometimes I'll be talking with someone and they'll be like, now, if you've ever said this, I'm not picking on you. I, I don't have any one of you in mind. I really, 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 really don't. That's honest before God. But I've had people come to say to me and say, I, you know, it's probably nothing. And I, I don't know why I'm telling you. You know, you don't have to give me disclaimers. I'm ready to believe with you. I'm ready to believe with you. I'm ready to rejoice with you. I'm ready to have hope with you. I'm ready to agree with you. Let's pray in faith, believing. And if we just get an indicator, then let's rejoice. Let's say, ah, I have an indicator. I've got an indicator, and I'm going to speak in faith. I'm going to speak in faith. I'm going to speak in faith. I'm going to speak in, not faith in me, faith in Him. Faith in Him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, we're going to pray before we go. All right, I, I feel faith. You, anybody else feel faith? Yeah, me too. I got faith tonight. I got faith. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to pray. Uh, we're going to pray according to Galatians 6 and 2, I believe. Galatians 6 and 2 says, Bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. All right? James chapter 5 and verse 17, I think it is. Read James 5. You'll find it in there if it's not verse 17. James 5 and 17 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray ye one for another that you may be healed. It doesn't say pray for yourself or have somebody pray for you so that you can be healed. It says pray for one another that you may be healed. That's why the adversary wants you to go, Oh, I can't really pray for anybody right now, the condition I'm in. Well, according to the Word of God, you should pray for somebody. Pray one for another, and you'll be healed. That's the Word. Okay? So we're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray for individuals. Okay? So, here's what we're going to do. Now, I don't, I don't want you to create or concoct a need, Okay? We all have needs. I understand that. But if you're like, you know what? I need prayer for a situation. I'm asking you to step out. You can step up here. You can step into the aisle. I don't want you to get too tight together because I'm going to have people come and pray with you.
but I have a speci- I, I have a need. I, I need God to step in. I need prayer for this need. I'm gonna get we got two people. I'm gonna give it a minute or two long. I say a minute or two long, but if you here comes another. Don't be back. Nobody's gonna humiliate you. We're not gonna put you on this. We're not gonna pass the mic around and have you tell us anything. Don't worry. All right, if you're going, oh, hold on a minute. No, we're we're just gonna pray. Okay? We're just gonna pray. All right. Now we are going to pray in faith. You hearing me? We're gonna pray in faith. We're not praying for relief. I want to make sure. I want to be crystal clear. We are not praying for relief. We're not praying for a touch. Nothing wrong with a touch from the Lord. We're praying for God to step in and begin to turn the situation, to begin to turn the circumstance, to begin to affect the life according to his purpose. You with me? I want to make sure we're clear about how and what we're praying. Okay? Any more? We got these five right here. That's great. Okay. So uh, step up a little bit and spread so there's some room between you. Oh, we got six. Oh, we got seven. Okay, so now you got to move that way and make a little more room. We got a couple more here. Now, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask others to come. You can see these. I'm going to ask you to come. And get with someone to pray here. All right. We'll take it. In Jesus' name. Don't everybody get behind them. It's not like mystery pray person. That's all right. See, sometimes we think this is, we think we all got to be feeling and moving, ooh, and ah. No, we're obeying the word of God right now. We are obeying the word of God right now. And when we obey the word of God and we pray in faith, the Lord begins to work. We understand this principle. We're simply obeying the word of God and putting the principle in place. Now, if you don't have faith, you shouldn't be up here praying for somebody. Okay? All right. Now, here's what I want to ask you to do. Those of you that are up here that said you need prayer and you want prayer. I want you to tell the people that are praying. You don't need to tell them the story. You don't need to reveal some deep private thing, okay? You can be as... But don't be like, uh, for just me. (laughs) You understand? At least give them something. Without giving them this, you don't have to fill out the story or feel like you're, hold on, I didn't want to share stuff. You don't have to go into deep detail, okay? It can be as simple as saying, hey, I need prayer for my job situation. It's challenging. I don't know what's going on, okay? Or you can just say, I need prayer for my job situation. Does that make sense? So we're not, okay. So talk to the people that are praying for you. Just give them something. It can be a sentence or two. You don't need to tell them a long story, Okay. And then when you got it, raise your hand so I know we got it because we're all going to pray together once we, we're good everywhere. We're good here. We're good here. We're good here. We're good here. Still going there. All right, we're good there. Good? Okay. So we're going to pray. All right? In faith. Now, you are not up here just going through some exercise. You are here as a child of God praying in faith. And when you begin to pray, hear me, 
when you open your mouth and you begin to pray and yield to the utterance of the Spirit of God. It's not you that's doing it. It's God. When you open your mouth and you yield to the utterance of the Spirit of God, there is going to be a release of faith. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. All right? So let's lay hands and let's begin to pray the prayer of faith. Faith in God. Your focus is on the Lord, not the person. Your focus is on the Lord, not the person. You're praying faith in God. Come on, release faith. That's right. Release faith. If the Lord gives you something to speak, speak it in faith. Come on, we're being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. If the Lord gives you a word to speak, speak it in faith. the word Jesus. It is you that does the work, Jesus. name in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus every stronghold broken every stronghold broken Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Itamande Hallelujah, hallelujah. We serve a God that answers prayer. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we seek your face, Lord. We seek your face, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. I pray, anoint our eyes spiritually to see, Lord. Anoint our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see the working of your spirit. Open our eyes to see in faith, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is at work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hitabaye Koro Robo Shitaha.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ilamando robo koshi tatalebeya. Iarabashi toro robo koye. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Now. You just witnessed and participated in what it is to yield yourself and pray the prayer of faith. Okay? Now, that wasn't very difficult. You may have had to press through a little bit of your own thoughts and get them out of the way, but I think we could all agree praying the prayer... Praying the prayer of faith is not, it's faith in the Word of God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to whom we're praying. Sometimes we focus on the situation and we're praying, we're trying, it's like, I don't know if I have faith for the situation. My faith is in Him that He can do what needs to be done. I'm praying to him in faith. My faith is in him. Does that make sense? And so you have now practiced and exercised praying a prayer of faith in a life, in a situation. Guess what? You can do this anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. And we should. And for those of you that brought a need that was prayed, where people agreed and prayed the prayer of faith with you, you need to begin looking for indicators. And here tonight, if you felt the witness of the Holy Ghost, you felt, I, some of you, I witnessed things breaking just as we were praying. I felt things coming off you just in prayer. And so you need to lay hold in faith on what God has done. And as you get an indicator, a cloud the size of a man's hand, 
Get your hopes up. Your hope in him. You're not, you're, hope, you're not hoping in the situation. Your hope is in him. Amen. And just praise him. Thank him. Exalt him. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the work that you have done here. Any and everything of value that has been accomplished tonight is because of you and you alone, Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You alone are worthy. We thank you for healing the mind. We thank you for healing the body. We thank you for the work of deliverance in the life that you have accomplished here this evening by your spirit going forth. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. We magnify you, Lord. We exalt you, Savior, in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. You know, we often share prayer requests. I think that's good. I'm okay with that. As long as you're praying when you share it. Don't ask me to pray if you're not going to pray. That come out of my mouth. You should be praying too, right? But we should, we should make sure we share prayer results too. Amen? We should share prayer results. You might say, oh, it's silly. It's not a big thing. If God did it, it's a big thing. If God did it, it's a big thing. Amen? Praise God. God bless you. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. You are dismissed in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ.